You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Your birthday's coming up. It's been like a couple days. It really doesn't even feel like it. Not that it's not like exciting, but it doesn't feel like it's. we're even in November. I don't know I why. I know, I know. But you're turning 26. <clears throat> I know, because I'm old. Just kidding. I'm young. Honestly, I'm excited that we're turning 26. Yeah. Let's let all this young 20s be behind us. You know, we're on the upper side. <laughs> on the up and up. <laughs> 30, flirty, thriving, and fun. No, I already am. We're already having fun. Duh. Filthy. <laughs> we already are. <laughs> My mouth already is filthy because of words. Yeah, not because of other things. Keep it clean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <sighs> are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting used to this. I know it's weird. It's so weird because I'm like, yeah. Okay. All right. So, these first couple episodes are something. We're like four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> couple is not the right word. <laughs> couple times two. Okay. Um, these first couple episodes are all about you and the things that you've gone through in the last really like two years, mm-hmm. which is not a long time for a lot of the shit that you've gone through, you know? Um, this has been something that I've seen you struggle with. Something that has broken you down and completely changed you, but I've seen, like, the bad parts, but also there's been very beautiful parts, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you feeling? Well, right now... <laughs> um, I feel... Uh, okay, to be candid, I feel a little nervous. Right. Um, and then also relieved. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, softened in a way. Like, I ah. feel in tuned with myself, so I'm ready mm-hmm. to share this story. But also, like, like, we'll be honest with you guys, we recorded this... A, co- a few days ago, the first episode, <laughs> and you could just tell I was not connected. I did not want to talk about it because it's hard. I'm having me, Alexis, now, after everything I've learned, all the new perspective that I've gotten, I'm having to go back in time <laughs> and remember everything that happened, even the good, when it's been so long since the good. Right. And I'm having to go back in time, relive it, remember things that I have forgotten. And that's what this episode is going to be. It's going to be more about the foundation and the goodness that was um, that was basically planted at first. But then, obviously, <laughs> it went downhill. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it can be painful. It can be very hard. But I feel like my heart is ready and I'm tender to it in a way of like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm in a safe place. And I've been wrestling with God about it, saying like, oh, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> I don't need to say this. Like, I don't want to get into it again. Like, I don't even want to, like, go in deep. But I just hear every time, like, God's fighting for me. Mm-hmm. He's fighting for this story. And that it matters. And that I matter my voice matters and that this story is impactful and and it's going to impact others. Mm -hmm. So that's where my heart is. Good. I mean, and it's so true though, because I feel like there's also so many people who have probably gone through a similar situation and also feel like I shouldn't say anything. No, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep it to myself. Like all of those things that you're feeling. So like I, commend you mm-hmm. <laughs> on using your voice and I feel like that's kind of been something that you've been going through this year is like being like I have my voice yeah it's been a theme mm-hmm. and I'm going to use it and so that's what I've seen um 
So with this whole story, I mean, it's your story, mm-hmm. um, but there are also several other people involved. Right. Um, so why are you wanting to tell your story now? Like, what are your intentions? So, yeah. <laughs> Not only is my heart involved, but so are several other people's heart are involved in this <clears throat> who were a part of my life and then some who were a part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not be saying any names of the story. So if we need to give nicknames, we will. But I will not be saying the name of my ex. I will not be saying the name of the church I went to. And I will not be saying the names of the people who I felt um, made a a big impact in hurting me or betraying me or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, I still respect my ex, Mm -hmm. no matter what he did. I respect him as a human being. And I respect that church that I used to go to. I still have a lot of love and compassion for that church. Yeah. And I respect the people who I used to be friends with because I still have a love for them. I still have a love for all of them. And honestly, I've had to own my part in this story. Like, I made a lot of mistakes too. So it's not just, I'm not a victim. Like, it wasn't just, oh, me, 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 poor, poor me. Mm -hmm. Like, it was done to me. Like, I made a mess too. And I'm going to own that. And you will see that through these episodes. But also, I can't protect. It is not my responsibility or should it not be my burden to protect the people who did what they did because they have to own it. Mm -hmm. I've had to swallow that pill. I had to swallow my ego and pride. So do they. But they have to do it in their own time. This is Alexis's story. This is my voice. And it matters. Mm Mm-hmm. And I should be showed respect because I haven't. And people have made a lot of assumptions Mm -hmm. and accusations of what happened to me this past year. And I'm Alexis Cifuentes and (laughs) nobody gets to tell me who I am. And so Mm. I'm saying this for the girl that has felt alone or that has felt like nobody believed me. I can't use my voice anymore. Or that has felt powerless. I'm doing this for the guy who has felt powerless and felt feels like he doesn't have a safe, safe space to communicate who he truly is because he's going to be judged for it. And he feels like he's been hiding his whole entire life. I'm doing this for the people who need to feel powerful. Mm -hmm. And feel like there's hope again, that there is still good in the bad. There is still good in the ugly. Mm -hmm. Um, And that you can still find yourself and become in the midst of your pain. Yeah. So that's why I'm doing this. And it's not out of vengeance. It's not out of bitterness. It's not out of anger. I'm like, I felt all those things. (laughs) It's truly, all right, I'm coming back to myself. I'm coming back to my story through a different lens, through a different perspective, and here it is. Beautiful. And, I mean, it is really that story of hope, though, Mm -hmm. genuinely, that hope that, okay, I am buried underneath (laughs) this pain, and it feels like I cannot get out, Yeah. but you can. Right. I mean, I know in the moment that's your reality of it. Totally. Um, And I know that there's probably several people, like, in that reality of it, mm-hmm. but it's just nice to know, to hear somebody else be like, hey, I've been there, I've done that, and there is a way that you can mm-hmm. overcome this. Right, without you, feeling any shame. Exactly, without feeling any shame. Owning your stuff and realizing, okay, I did these things, or these things were done to me, but it's simply because I'm human and I'm going to make those mistakes. And they're human and they're going to make those mistakes, so it's kind of really hard to fault either party right in anything because it's like at the end of the day like there's other forces that are acting upon us Mm -hmm. you know so this (laughs) this episode is more so laying the foundation like you said earlier Mm -hmm. um so it's about your previous relationship Mm -hmm. um so I feel like a good place to start is probably like a little before like not just two years ago but like at the end of Alexis's last relationship, kind of, because I mm-hmm. saw her start thinking things about her next relationship. So 
will you share some of that with us? Right. Okay. So this will have to go back to the spring of 2019. I had just gotten out of a relationship with a 30-year-old. We'll call him 30-year-old. 30-year-old. Beautiful. <laughs> and um, he was great. The relationship was fine. <laughs> I mean, he was a great guy. It's just I never felt connected with him. And if I came to him about something, it just... Um, things just weren't working. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just have to tell this little tiny story about one time. Oh, my God. They fought because she ate one of his dumplings. <laughs> he got so mad at her for eating one of those dumplings. I don't know why I think that yeah. story's hilarious. Yeah. He, basically, he kicked me out of his house and I went home. <laughs> That's so sad. It's weird. Anyway, okay. so I broke up with that dude, 30-year-old. Yeah. I mean, he's a great guy. It's just... Uh, well, he's human. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Mm-hmm. Broke up with him in the spring of 2019. This is um, almost a year that I have been an intern at the church that I was at. And um, so I was doing a lot more events, um, more behind the scenes, right? And um, I feel like it, it was easy. I don't want to say easy. It was... Well, okay. It was easier to get over that relationship mm-hmm. because I had felt, um, because I had wanted to break up with him for a while. Right. You felt disconnected from him for like a couple months before you guys. Ended. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it was kind of easy for me to get over it and to move on. Um, so I was thinking I was kind of like dating, um, texting guys, you know, just getting to know a couple. Now my version of date or definition of dating and relationships, I think dating is getting to know somebody. So going on dates, talking to them over the phone, just getting to know them. And then a relationship is a relationship. Like I don't call it relationship dating. I call Mm -hmm. like, I'm getting to know a guy. And so I was like dating, like getting to know guys, like getting myself out there again. But it was more of like, okay, what my beliefs were at this time was I don't want to get into another relationship unless I know 100% that this person is the one for me. Like, I'm not going to waste my time. Putting energy into somebody else is tiring. It's exhausting. And for me, Alexis, like, if I know, I go all in. And, like, I give my whole self, you know? And so I didn't want to do that again until, like, um, he was the one. And so I was telling God, like, all right, God, the next guy that like, you know, sweeps me off my feet. Um, he's the one then, you know, all this stuff. And then of course we're, and I've always been that girl who believed in fairy tales and always believed like, Oh, that guy. And once you like, it's going to be like, once you see him, it's going to be like that click and you're just going to know, and he's going to be your rescuer and you're going to be the princess. And then he's just going to meet all your needs and it's going to be happily ever after. (laughs) That was my belief. That was Alexis. So, um, and we were, we grew up on those fairy tales. Sleeping Beauty. Um, what's the other one? The Bell. What is that? Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Whoever that is. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, all those princesses. And I wanted to be that. And I wanted that love story. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like stuck in your mind. Like that's how it is. Yes. That's what it's supposed to be like. Yes. And so I, so we started doing more events. Do you, Chris, do you want to say something? Okay, yeah. go ahead. So you're talking about how, like, you're pretty much saying, like, okay, this next person has to be the one. Like, it's it. What's wrong with that thinking? Um, That makes everything high risk. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, you feel so depressed and like a failure. Mm-hmm. Or you feel like something's wrong with you or that you're not good enough or what am I doing that's wrong? What is it? that's wrong with me or what is it that needs to be fixed? Those are the things that, um, people would usually say, and it makes everything high stakes. Mm -hmm. So everything is high stakes and you're future tripping when the future isn't always guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So, and it sets you up for, it's good to have standards, but it sets you up for unrealistic expectations to where you will blame either yourself and go into a shame spiral Mm -hmm. or you will blame God. Yeah. Exactly. And so going back to 
thank you for asking that question. That You're was welcome. a good question. <laughs> um, and so going back to the spring of 2019, I was, you know, just texting some guys, nothing serious. And, um, I started doing events more. Um, we, we would have this monthly event at the church and, um, I remember seeing this guy that, um, high energy, mm-hmm. very loud, charismatic. Yeah. And he would keep, keep looking at me. But I remember when I first saw him, there's just something, um, familiar mm-hmm. about him. And of course he was cute. I was like, oh, he's cute. But I wasn't going to do anything about it because it's me. Yeah. And, um. <laughs> He's going to sleep you off your feet. Okay? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm the princess. It's your job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so I just remember thinking like, whoa, I feel something. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Something familiar. And I just like, yeah. And so um, it gets to the summer and we're having another event. And it turns out we had mutual friends, right? Mm-hmm. And... So we all go out to eat, and he's there, and I'm playing hard to get, you know, because once again, it's me. Yeah. And um, he seemed to be um, very communicative. He seemed like he looked a lot older. He was very fun. Everybody liked him. And um, he was (laughs) – he told me his age because I I thought he was cute. And then (laughs) when he told me his age – I was like, swoop, talk to, yeah, skirt, talk to the next guy. So once he told me his age, he was younger than me. Um, I kind of just, I was like, oh, he's cute, but never, right, never. Always dated older guys. Um, And so I didn't really pay much attention to him Mm -hmm. after that. But then we were having another event a couple weeks later, and he was actually a leader Mm -hmm. for this church too so I was an intern he was a leader and um uh I remember him telling me that and this was for this event was for a certain age Mm -hmm. that um we are doing uh and so I I remember we needed help so you and Jen were going to help me Mm -hmm. because I owned a little project in that event so I was in charge of something and um I needed a guy's help because I remember um, my oversight was like, hey, you need a guy to help you. and But I didn't know much leaders because I was on um, central level. So that's head of all – that's more of like, let's just say corporate. It's not like – Yeah. Let's just say corporate. corporate of the church. Okay, yeah, a corporate <laughs> building at the church. They, they, aren't on, they aren't at the campus. They're at a separate building. Anyways, so um, – I just reached out to him. I was like, hey, I remember you telling me you're a leader. Do you mind helping us? I don't know anybody else. Right. You know? Um, He was like, yeah, of course. And it was very last minute, so I was very appreciative. Um, But then, yeah, so in that whole, that first two days before the event, like, we were setting up and everything. And I just remember, I was like, I remember in my mind, I'm like, yes, he's cute. But nothing's going to happen. Right. Because he's young. Mm -hmm. Even though he doesn't look young. He's young. No, never. Right. You had already, like, taken that idea, like, out of your head. Because you're like, "Mm mm-mm. There's no way. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, but. (laughs) Well, what really happened was. (laughs) Um, you, uh, I don't know what it was, but we just. All of a sudden, it became, like, me and him just started, like, talking about anything and everything. Like, right, all life. And, like, we started really clicking in our conversations. Yes, go ahead. Because I want to say something. I just want to say, because, like I, like she said, I was there with Jen. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was, like, we're lifting heavy furniture and all that stuff. Um, and when he was there like he was like definitely like very charismatic he like lit up a room you know like he mm-hmm. was kind of like the life of the party I guess you could say sure. um and he just him and Alexis just like naturally like gravitated towards each other like mm-hmm. it was like it was like Jen and I over here like struggling to carry something and then and then he's just looking at us and all of a sudden Alexis is like oh no I need help and he's like oh yes I'm here you know like it was just like they were almost like little magnets and they just like attracted to each other and it was like and it was so weird because it was like they had just known each other 
Not that they had just met. You know, like, it was like they were talking like they were best buds. So, yeah, they, like, just gravitated towards each other from the very beginning. Yeah, and we talked about deep stuff even just that day. Yeah. And so um, I remember later that day once we were done and I went home, he was like, hey, can I call you? And I was like, ooh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember he was bold. Like, Mm. he was bold. He said, hey, I think we had great conversation today. I would like to take you out on a date after this event this weekend once it's over. Yeah. I was so like, what did you think about that? <laughs> At first, okay, there was a part of me that wanted to say no because I knew right away I could truly like this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, really like him. Yeah. He's and I bold. knew that it would either be the death of me or just that fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And so a part of me wanted to say no at first. Um, but then the other part was like, I want to take this chance because I know if I don't, I'm going to regret it. Right. So <sighs> I said yes. I was like, oh, okay, he, sure. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and he was like, I want I want to make my intentions clear. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, Alexis, I like you. I liked our conversations today. I And he was saying what he liked about me. and um, And he was like, so I'm not here to play games. I'm only talking to you. Um, and I would just love to just get to know you. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm thinking? What? As you're saying this, I'm like, that is literally like everything that he is saying is like everything that I feel like you would want a man to say to you. No, totally. Like literally it was almost like, okay, did you get my journal and are you reading right out of it? Because yeah, I felt like, I felt like that with him for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. You're like. I feel weird because, like, all the boxes that I've ever Mm -hmm. made about what I want in a man, like, Mm -hmm. he's oddly checking all of them off. So it's like... Yes. (laughs) Yes. And he was so intentional, Mm -hmm. so attentive. And it's not just that. Like, we were able to be just, I mean, like, transparent with each other and very, like, raw. Like, I remember even throughout the week... I wasn't sure about him because he was young and, mm-hmm. and, but I, as the week, as the event went on, I remember I was like, oh my God, I'm starting to kind of like this guy. Cause I saw the way he was with the students as he was as a leader and you could tell he had such a good heart, yeah. like genuinely loves his students and prays over them, cries with him. He was a man that wasn't afraid to cry and wasn't afraid to be transparent and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It was so beautiful. Like, I didn't even, like, at this point, my mind was like, he's not just cute or hot anymore. He's beautiful. He's Mm -hmm. so, I remember the first word that came to mind that I've, I will still even say to this day, one word I would describe him as is just Mm -hmm. vibrant. He exudes, like, light and Mm -hmm. vibrancy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I liked about him. That's what made me take that chance is because he's so vibrant. And we do have similarities. Very outgoing, very Mm -hmm. adventurous, loud, (laughs) um, charismatic. um, Like, we love people. And so not afraid to be vulnerable, transparent. And I remember even asking him, are you nervous for a date? (laughs) (laughs) And he was very, like, taken back by that. And he was like, uh, actually, yeah, I think so now that you ask. (laughs) And so, and he had beautiful eyes. I mean, I'm a sucker for blue eyes. You are. It's. I'm a sucker for pretty eyes. Let's just be honest. Anyways. (laughs) And it's almost like, and we'll get into this later, too, because, like, even in in all those good things, it was almost like that was a mirror for you. Like, literally. Totally. Like, what you're saying. Everything you're saying. He was a mirror to me. You, yeah, he was mm-hmm. an exact mirror to you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, fast forward, we go on our date, and oh my god, um, it was a great date. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell he was very excited. Like I, I'm excited. So we talked about like I do wear emotions on my sleeve, my emotions on my sleeve. But um, when I'm like getting to know a guy, I don't. Right. So I kind of keep it in a little bit, even Mm -hmm. though I am excited about him and I really like him. Like, I'm starting to like him. Um, You could just tell he was more, he was um, more evident about excited. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This is fun. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm um, I'm not going to get too excited yet. Right. (laughs) But, like, that date was, even throughout the week, we got 
we talked about a lot of things, um, a lot of family stuff, a lot of past history. Um, I remember we stayed out till three o'clock in the morning, just talking in his car Yeah. after and, our date. And I will say something that like, and you guys will hear about this later on too, but like you have to be a pretty special person in Alexis's life to know about her family history and mm-hmm. to know about her past. Yeah. Um, cause I remember when you told me that I was like, you've known this guy for how long and you've already told him, you know, like yeah. that really shocked me. So that just is like a testament to how, like what I saw of, in him. Yeah. What you saw in him, all, the openness, you felt safe, all of those things. I did feel safe with him. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and he got, he told me some things that a guy wouldn't normally tell a girl on the first date. Like right. I kind of knew what I was getting myself into on the first date. Because mm-hmm. he told me about his history. Yeah. He told me his struggles. He did. Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think I just after that first date, um, things started moving forward quickly. I um, And I remember, like, he was excited to tell people about us, mm-hmm. that he w- went on a date with me. Right. That he he was even excited to say, like, can I tell people that we're dating? And I already told him my definition of, like, well, this is what I think dating is. Like, we're just getting to know each other. Right. And, um, and he was like, yeah, I know. Like, can I, I mean, can I tell that? Like, I want to brag about you. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was very evident. Like, he was so excited about me. Right. And um, I was more, like, um, conservative in a way of, like, even though I was so excited and I was, like, talking to God about it. I was talking to you and Jen about it. I was right. talking. Um, I was just, like. I have never dated somebody in the church. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, like, genuinely, like, yes, you've you've had relationships with people, but, like, real, authentic, mm-hmm. raw, I get to know the deepest part of your relationships, I've maybe not so that. much. Yeah. You I've know? Never had that. And so, <laughs> like, so y'all were, like, dating. Like, how, like, how long do you think it took you guys to get out of the dating phase? Um, he told me I was the one after the first date. Okay. So he told me he heard from God, um, that I was the one. I told him, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't heard that yet. And we just got to like keep on the dating phase. Mm -hmm. So we're basically on the dating phase for a month because I was waiting for God. Right. And so, um, but then after that month, I, I... And I was asking God, like, I was kind of wrestling with it. I'm like, God, oh, my God, I feel like you formulated this man just for me. Because right. he checked off everything. Like, he he was attentive. He was vulnerable. He was transparent. He was authentic. He was vibrant. He was like me, like, very energetic, mm-hmm. loves people, wants to get to know people. Like, he wanted to get to know you. He wanted to get to know Jen. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted to be a part of my life. He wanted to truly know me and understand me and see me. And I felt that way by him. Yeah. And then he was also, like, he had a big family or has a big family. And um, he, he fixes things. So he's very handy. He was very, like, manly and a man of God. Like, we talked about his relationship with God. He, he journaled. He, like he's very creative in ways that he still doesn't even know yet, but I saw it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, like, I literally put this whole person on paper and it's like, God just showed me him. Yeah. And that was him. And I put, and I wrote out like what I wanted my husband to be before I met him. And then he came and I was like, Oh my God. So yes, then this is it. And I was asking God. And I remember I was in worship at one of the events and, um, that we had and like this was towards the end of the summer of 2019 now and I was like god like what is it like you know and like he was waiting on like okay the guy that I was dating we gotta give him a nickname x we'll give him a nickname x so x was waiting just waiting for me to hear from god he was very patient and he's and he was very patient as well that's Mm -hmm. what I loved too and so I remember just hearing from god Alexis, you have the power to choose. Mm -hmm. Like, this is your choice. And I'm going to support you. And I'm going to bless you in it. This is your choice. Free will. Free (laughs) will. Exactly. Yeah. And so I chose. And I chose him. Mm -hmm. And I took a risk. And I took that leap of faith, right? Right. And I remember our relationship 
when <laughs> once I communicated that to X, um, <laughs> he was just like, all right, let's make it up. It's a done deal. Signed, sealed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, um, so our relationship was very fun. It was playful. We had a handshake. Mm-hmm. Um, we would dance all the time in his living room or just literally like we would dance like at Grapevine Lake if we wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> like we just had such, it's like I was dating my childhood best friend, but I only met him like a few months ago. Yeah. And that's what the dynamic was. And we even had like our own like nicknames and, um, like he called me his person after a month and a half, like, and we would always say, you're my person, you're my favorite, you're my lovey because he called me his lovey. And, um, because I used to say the lovey word all the time to the kids I used to nanny and to our niece. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, you have this lovey when you're little, either a teddy bear or a pillow or a blanket. And I would, and I had a lovey when I was little too, like my teddy and we, you know, you call it lovey as a child. And, um, and so I would, he heard me say that about one of the kids that I nanny for. I'm like, oh, get your lovey. And he was like, oh, that's a cute word. And I was like, yes, I've always said that. And he was like, oh, well, can you be my lovey? And then that's how it started. So we would just. And your little heart melted and you're like, yes, I Yes. Will. <laughs> I was like, wow, I feel so understood by this man. And, and so, and vice versa too, like. And so, but then as times went on, I could tell, um, the honeymoon phase started started fading. Right. And the the honeymoon phase is very real. Yeah. (laughs) No, it is. And because you start to get to know this person now deeper. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like, you really have to think of it like, I mean, because it goes both ways. Like, when you first meet someone, like, you're trying to basically impress this person. Like, mm-hmm. you want to win them over. You want to show them all of your greatest sides and everything that's great about you. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, after... And, and there's not really a timeline for the honeymoon phase. It's just, like, after a certain point, there's a time where, like, uh, okay, now, now we need to get into, like, deeper things because we're yeah. in this relationship. We need to get down... I'm starting to notice some things about you and vice versa. You're starting to notice some things about mm-hmm. me. So it's not that the honeymoon phase is over. It's just like, okay, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty and yeah. we're like figuring each other out like for real. Yeah. Because just like it is a mirror about the good things, it's a mirror just as much about the bad and mm-hmm. the ugly. And that's exactly what we were for each other. Yeah. And I didn't know it at the time, but I started noticing like... Like, even our first couple fights, and this is my belief system, too, like, and it's been my belief system for a long time because of the way my childhood was. I believed that once you get into a fight, the relationship's over. Yeah. Like, it will never be the same. Um, he'll never love you. That person will never love you the same. Um, like, the magic is over. Mm-hmm. And I remember we got into our first fight, and my abandonment wound was triggered yeah and I felt this is the first time I felt misunderstood by him this was the first time I felt like wow he doesn't see me and Mm -hmm. high stakes right this is high stakes now yeah because and I also thought like okay when that person the person that you choose the person that God made for you um no more pain yeah no more fights no more sorrow, like that's it, and happily ever after. Right. That's obviously wrong. Wrong. Okay, yeah. because this is a human being. Yeah. And you're gonna be living life, life with them, life experiences, mm-hmm. including pain. Yeah. And so, but that was my belief system, and so my abandonment wounds were triggered, and um, I remember when that would happen, there would be times that I would remove my love from him. And I remember thinking on one of our fights, I was like, maybe he's not ready. Like, maybe, like, there's still some things I'm seeing. Um, And I communicated this to him. I was like, and and he had just hurt his knee. Mm -hmm. So the worst came out of him, which I didn't even think it was that worse. 
I mean, looking back at it now, that's not his horse. And um, (laughs) his his knee getting hurt. Um, And so, yeah, he hurt his knee. So I, like, would be taking care of him. You could tell he was growing more irritable. Like, I saw his irritable side. Mm -hmm. I was starting to see his bad. And so, um, yeah. One second. (laughs) Trying to. Um, and I remember thinking, do I want to break up with him? Yeah. Do we need a break? Because it seems like he's just not ready. There's something off. And, um... By off, do you mean it's like, were y'all just like butting heads a lot, or was he just we like weren't butting heads a lot because it was removed? only a couple fights. Okay, As, but my abandonment tr- was getting right. triggered. But but then I just started noticing like, like just stuff on Instagram that didn't seem right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, maybe he's not ready. Um, and I started noticing his immaturity. And so, and I told him, I was like, maybe, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And he asked, he asked me, I remember him saying this. He was like, are you going to break up with me? And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I love you. I love you so much. It's just, um, I don't know how to resolve some of these things. Mm -hmm. And, but that's the thing. Looking back at it, I'm like, I didn't realize I was just being triggered or vice versa. He was being triggered because he, with his knee, when he got his knee, like when he hurt his knee, his finances, oh my God, all his finances triggers from childhood, like just completely resurfaced. Right. So that came up too. Um, and so yeah, we just didn't know. We didn't know what was truly going on because we weren't self-aware or understood mm-hmm. who we truly were. Right. And so he was like, please don't break up with me. Like, we're going to get through this. We're going to work on this. And then, like, a week later, he broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And then he was saying, I just don't feel peace about it anymore. I just don't, like, I don't know. And that's the thing. Like, when we first started dating, all he said was, like, God, I just feel such peace. Like, this is what I felt from god and peace 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 and it's so subjective though and like you're not i mean we were talking about this the other day but like you're not always gonna feel peace like no throughout every situation in your life i guarantee you married people don't always feel at peace with their significant other like because we're human yeah (laughs) well and i think also like you oh my god you could pick so many stories in the Bible where God told someone to do something and they had no peace about it, but they had to do it to mm-hmm. get to, because it was challenging their potential inside them that needed to come to the surface and become who they are. Right. So like, we're not going to feel peace all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll even say this, like, I haven't said that word peace in so long mm-hmm. because it, it got so hollow for me. Because so many of us Christians say like, oh, I just didn't feel peace about it. Or, oh, I feel peace about it now. But now, a week later, they don't feel peace about it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like it's almost like an excuse because they don't believe in themselves anymore. So that word, I don't feel peace or I feel peace about it, it's become hollow. Like, we're we're taking away the meaning or the true meaning of what that peace word really means, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... I felt that a lot with him, and um, so, but obviously when we broke up, we only broke up for a week, got back together, because, yeah. Magnets. Yeah, magnets. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't couldn't let each other go. Anyway, so, got back together, working on things, we were kind of like, okay. It kind of felt like we were back to the childlike wonder, Mm -hmm. and back to that relationship. Round two. Yes, Mm -hmm. and... It was great. Like, oh, I spent so much time with him and his family. I loved his family. Um, and spent Christmas with him. Like, everything was good. And then comes the new year, 2020. And started noticing other things again. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was ever a hardship or a problem or he felt like he wasn't good enough, he would go 
seek validation in unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Yeah. And I started noticing that. And I started feeling, this was, I, I think in January 2020, this is when the first time I felt like, I feel like I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. And I've never felt that feeling because I always felt like I could trust him. Like I felt safe with him. But yeah. this is the first time where I started feeling unsafe. Mm-hmm. And, and my body started feeling it. Now, obviously, we are so enmeshed with each other at this point. Yeah. Emotionally, spiritually, mentally and physically yeah yes we had sex okay (laughs) yes alexis has sex get over it let's move on i'm also a 26 year old woman (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) so um yes we had sex and um so like we're basically intertwined with each other so even if he didn't tell me what was going on i knew yeah, you had like this feeling. Like, uh, yeah. There's always like a physical symptom though to it. It wasn't just like, yes. like oftentimes you'd be like, oh my God, I feel sick to my stomach and I have no clue why. Like it's not like you were even like Thinking mentally aware it. Mm-hmm. of it yet. You were just like, my body feels terrible. Yeah, like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I started feeling that. Um, and... I remember more problems started coming. We started fighting again. And I, once again, was like, okay, maybe you're not ready. Yeah. I had that conversation with him again. He was like, please don't break out with me. We can work on this. Believe in us. Da, 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 da. <laughs> A week later, <laughs> he breaks up with me. Yeah. And it was the same thing. Now we're getting into a cycle. Yeah. Okay. And and for those of you who don't know, Alexis, explain like about how long was it between each time you guys broke up? Three to four months. Three to four months. Every single time. Would yeah. not didn't waver. Mhm. 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 So then now I'm starting to get into which as okay as that story goes on, you start seeing um, PTSD. Yeah. So trauma um, cycles come up. Um, around that time, I start getting more anxious, right? Yeah. Because this person has become my person. Like, yeah. I believe this is my person. I believe I'm going to walk down, down the aisle to this man mm-hmm. and that I'm going to fight for him. Yeah. And even though, yes, there were moments where I felt like maybe I need to break up with him, maybe he's not ready, all this stuff, I was like, no, I know if I break up with him, I'm going to regret it. Mm-hmm. I know there's just something about me that I'll regret or I'll always wonder. Yeah. And so you're saying that, like, I want to fight for this person. You know, I've chosen this person. Like, this is my person. I said that I want to marry the next guy that I'm serious with, and, like, here I am. Um, and what was that other, and I'll give you a hint, mm-hmm. it was a book we read that was, like, this big. About an inch big. What were you longing for throughout these moments where it was like these this up and down roller coaster? Wait, are you talking about the dating book? Mm-mm. Oh, wait, the, the, the feminine book? Mm-mm. What the? It starts with the R. <gasps> Redeeming love. Oh, <laughs> my God. Am I wrong? Y- no, you're not wrong. <laughs> I can't believe you reminded me of that. Yes. Yeah. Whoever has read Redeeming Love, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Did I always have a, if I'm being honest with myself, mm-hmm. did I, was there a part of me that wanted that type of love? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Because to me, that type of love is like, wow, if you can get through anything. Mm-hmm. And if you can fight for each other, even through the worst, even through the bad and the mm-hmm. ugly and all that, yeah, then it's worth it. Yeah. And that you've built, you've, you have built history with somebody to now at this point, you know, you can get through anything. Yeah. It's almost like that sunshine and rainbow after the storm. Yes. That's and I wanted we, that. And I was yeah. hoping for that. And I was clinging to that because, mm-hmm. right. I thought I got this promise from God, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so he breaks up with me in, like, what, this is, like, February, and, um, but, and this is when I started having dreams, and then we're going to another event with, um, the church, and 
we're constantly around each other, okay? Mm-hmm. And so um, I start having these dreams. I'm not going to say all the dreams because some of them are sacred and very, very personal. But I will bring up one dream. And um, I, I had this dream, and it was X. So X was in front of me, the X that I know deeply, um, like, and everything that I fell in love with, all the things that I know about him, like he was in front of me, his face, the face that I know, his spirit that I know. Mm-hmm. And then all these faces were around him. It was his face and they were all around him, but they were different faces. You know, if like, if you have the gift of discernment or if you have the gift of seeing people or empathy, you can tell like people might have the same face but you can tell their spirit's different, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, that's that was him. So X, the person that I knew deeply, everything about him, the good, the bad, the ugly. He was in front center. Front and center in front of me. And he was smiling at me like I felt connected to him. Yeah. But then there was all these other faces that was him. Like it was his face, but the spirit behind it was completely different. Like all these different. Yeah. And by spirit, do you mean like maybe like a prideful spirit? Like what kind of spirit? Like just almost like his fault spirits like no i want to say um multiple personalities gotcha okay like almost like all these masks that maybe he wears yes gotcha multiple personalities and he's really good at um he's really good at um camouflaging okay or fitting in or making people believe something so he has a gift of woo if you know what that is like basically you're really good at convincing people or uh, making people feel seen or known or understood in the way that you talk and all this stuff like you convince anybody of anything right okay and that that can be a good gift but it can definitely be used for evil right (laughs) and so um um so I just started seeing that and I now looking back at it I know what that was and he he has a um he's really good at imitating people so like um I remember about our relationship I would be like driving with him while he was like door dashing or working and um we would play a game where he would just imitate all these different characters from movies and he was really good at it and so it, it just made the time pass by and we would just laugh about it like stuff like that so he was really good at it so that's that's a part of him okay and so I saw that and then but obviously we got back together after two weeks of us breaking up in February this is where okay I know this person now yeah now I know that we're a mirror and we kind of we're poking at each other right Mm -hmm. um we don't still don't know how to like handle when triggers come up we don't even know that we are actually being triggered yeah until now because you're like i've been through it so i know that that's a trigger Mm -hmm. so now we're really working on things i started like i went to counseling a couple times because i want to get better right like i genuinely want to get better Mm -hmm. and i want to know what's going on with me because i feel so unsafe i feel like why am i why am I hurting somebody that I love? Because, like, I'll admit, like, I can very, I can be very sharp with my words. Mm-hmm. Like, I can be the sweetest person you've ever met and say the most healing, most um, passionate words and the most sweetest words. But I can also use my words to hurt people Yeah. whenever I feel hurt or disappointed or let down or feel like things are high stakes or feel like I'm backed up into a wall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I will say that you've gotten a lot better at that. Yes. Like day and night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, because I've learned that our words truly do matter and mm. God has reminded me of that um and if you need a reminder like your words truly do matter Mm -hmm. and it's biblical um scientific yes and it (laughs) and honestly like even god like we think about when you have moments with god or like the lyrics the lyrics that you sing when you're in worship or even the lyrics that you listen to to any type of music and how those words can be so healing to a person's heart or they can feel so seen and known by just a simple word or a simple sentence like it matters Mm -hmm. it truly does matter and so I've 
just understand a new meaning of it. And so, um, yeah, but I was hurtful with my words at times and I mean, vice versa. Yeah, um, he, I feel like he was more hurtful towards his actions and I was more my words. Yeah. So, um, but we were working on things. We were coming up with new solutions and they were working for a time, but my trust, my trust in him just was began to lack more mm-hmm. right it was withering away yeah because this is already two times we've broken up in less than a year and now i'm starting to see the inconsistency in his personality i'm starting to see the inconsistency in his words and his um in this relationship yeah and it's so unsafe mm-hmm. and so um May comes around of 2020, and this I'm I'm not gonna say. We're not gonna blame this on COVID. Yeah, COVID had nothing to do with our relationship. Um, it was it was us. Mm -hmm. It was us. It was not COVID. Yeah, I'm not gonna use that as an excuse. Yeah, and so, um, May comes around. I just noticed more like, more of like unhealthy, patterns that he had. And he started, I, I started noticing like whether he didn't feel good enough for me or maybe he felt like I couldn't see him anymore, but I did see him and she was just, just seeing a new side of him. But then also I didn't feel seen by him either anymore, even though we still loved each other very deeply. It's just like our, our patterns, our cycle started getting worse and our triggers because we didn't know what was truly going on. Mm-hmm. And the counselor that I had, which I only went to her twice, really wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't click. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't click. And I didn't feel, and honestly, at that point, I didn't really believe in counseling. Right. You You're know, just testing the waters. Exactly. So May comes around and even though we still had that lighthearted relationship and we could still laugh with each other, even when we get into fights, because sometimes when we get into fights, we would stop and just look at each other (laughs) and like literally just start laughing because I don't know, we just could do that. You're just like, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah, we could, we were aware enough that it was kind of stupid, but at the same time, not able to do anything about it or didn't have felt powerless to do something it's almost like when you guys were actually saying it out loud like it sounded silly but then it's like okay well we're speaking from wounds that are still very open um but yeah yeah and so may comes around and um i'm i'm expressing to him my doubts again Mm -hmm. and then yep a week later same thing the same thing yeah. So right now Breaks we're up. right now we're at a point where it's three to four months mm-hmm. breakup. Get back together three to four months. And, and and it really was like your breakups were not long. No. Like you said, maybe a week. Yeah. Yeah. And then three or four months again, get back together. And then now we're at the third one, three or four months. Mm-hmm. And then same thing. So I feel like obviously from Alexis's side too, like this is the third time. And it's the same exact thing and the same exact reasoning for why um, this relationship is ending. Yeah. And this time it felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I'm so sick of this cycle. Yeah. And I started feeling like, of course, I was heartbroken. And of course, I was like, why? And I was saying, why to God? Like, why did I feel all these things? Why did I feel even peace in the midst of everything? And like, this guy is so, so good. Even though I see the bad, even though I'm starting to see the ugly, he's still so, so good to me. And I still see that beautiful, vibrant man. And that's the thing. And I was left confused. I was left heartbroken. And I'm also thinking to to myself, like, okay, I feel stuck and powerless because I decided to choose you before I even knew you. And now that I know you, it's becoming a different choice. Mm -hmm. And so you don't know somebody after a month or two months or three months, but I chose him within that month. Yeah. And so I'm just left confused. I'm left feeling like a failure. I'm, I'm, I'm completely in a shame spiral because I gave him everything about me. And I will admit like he, he was my 
my source. Like I needed him. I loved him. I, he was my best friend. He was my person. He was my favorite. He was my lovey. And he, he became like God to me and his voice like became God. And that's so unhealthy. And I own that part. Like looking back, like no one should ever become your God. And that's why it felt so deep sorrow when all this stuff was going on. And I, I, I even remember him saying, like, after the second time we broke up and when we were getting back together, he was like, I don't think anyone's ever truly loved you the way I have loved you. Alexis, you know I truly love you. Mm-hmm. And God would never give you somebody who would actually, like, cheat on you or leave you like this, like... Like, just trust me, all these things. And looking back at it, I'm like, that is so twisted mm-hmm. for him and to you'll understand later why. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so twisted. And he... The manipulation there. Yeah. And starting to see his manipulation, but I'm left like, but I chose him. Mm-hmm. So now that I've chosen him, when I didn't even know him, it's becoming a harder, more powerless choice. Yeah. And so... um yeah, and I feel like that summer of 2020, that was the turning point for us. And, um, I mean, should I get into a little bit of it? I mean, so this so this is what, like almost nine, ten months of being together? Ten months of being together. Ten months of being mm-hmm. together. And at this point, like you said, you're over it. You're done. You're ready for this pattern to be done. Mm-hmm. Like like I still want him, but I'm just ready for the pattern to d- be right. done. Like something needs to be done. Either he needs to get better. Like we both need to grow and just take some time apart. Yeah. And then maybe we'll come back. Yeah. And I do remember like, so this whole, for almost this whole time that Alexis is talking about, her and I actually were not friends during this yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. Um, so <laughs> I was not in we'll talk about the friendship thing later, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I was not actually there in these moments. Um, but around this time that we're talking about right now, which is the summer, um, is when we started talking again. And I mean, I do remember one of the last things, um, or one of the first things that you told me was like, just things that you like would notice on Instagram. And so you were like Mm -hmm. fed up with a lot of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, tell us a little bit about what happened after um, you were kind of fed up. Like, what was your mindset? What did you decide to do then? <laughs> so, <laughs> God. Um, so we broke up. And, um, and, like, at the end of May, yeah, at the end of May, towards the beginning of June. Um, so since I was a mess <laughs> and left confused and in pain and mad at God because I made everything high stakes and had belief systems that weren't healthy at the time um, and was doing a shame spiral, I made a storm within my storm and I got with my, I got in contact with my ex, my, uh, my ex from, yeah, yeah. long time ago, a lot, like five, six years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll just call him B. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll call him B. So got it back in contact with him. And this was more, this ex was more of like, okay, we're actually never in a relationship. It was just a dating phase. Well, and backstory. Okay. Um, Alexis was obsessed with B. I was. Um, in high school, so. Oh, he was so gorgeous. Yeah, there was a little backstory, so there was a little infatuation there for a really long time. Yes. <laughs> gorgeous man. Yeah. Demons on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, or just, okay, I don't, I don't want to say demons. Um, yeah. Just loneliness. There you go. Um, and a lot of other things. But um, completely just the most beautiful man on the outside in so he was really good looking. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so I was excited when we got back in contact because I'm like, great, give this person perfect timing too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you knew. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, basically we just started hanging out, and I started hanging out with the friends from high school because we all went to high school together. B, B and I, <laughs> B and I. <laughs> <laughs> and basically we just ended up having sex like I slept with them (laughs) okay in June because I'm like well XX the nickname the X 
Yeah, the ex named X. The ex named X. I'm thinking he is doing things because I felt it in my body. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I will do things right back. Yeah, so I did it. And no need to give me your opinions on it. I don't really care about your opinion, but I know what I did, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and then after that happens, all of a sudden, X starts contacting me. I'm like, oh my God, it's like he knew too. Yeah. So now he's coming back. (laughs) And so this is like at the end of June, beginning of July of summer 2020. And I'm like, oh God, now I have these two guys wanting to have me back. (laughs) These two exes. (laughs) Two exes. B and X. But I'm like still in love with X. And, um, And X is wanting to work on things again. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sick of this cycle though. Like there's a lot of things you need to work on. There's things that I'm even working on in the midst of this pain Mm -hmm. and the way I'm acting in my pain. Um, I was still learning a lot from God though and journaling a lot and reading that book that we were both reading together Mm -hmm. that summer. It was so good. Um, And so spending a lot of time with God and yes, I know some of y'all are thinking, how can this person spend so much time with God and hear God's voice um, and still go do the things that they are doing? I'm like, (laughs) because I'm human. Mm. And also because I had a lot of core beliefs that we will get into that I had about God. For the Christians in the bed. Okay, I'm still human. And guess what? God never removed his love from me in the midst of it. Yeah. And that's what's so amazing about God. And here's the beauty about this right now, though, is, like, I feel like so many believers, mm-hmm. they do the same damn things. Mm-hmm. But the difference is you're owning up to your shit instead of still putting on, like, oh, I'm perfect and I don't ever do anything bad. Look just to satisfy the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, girl go yes sister (laughs) and so yeah so basically the month of july um i just told b like hey i'm still in love with x i'm gonna try to talk with him or just work things out i don't want to get back together with him but definitely have conversations and work things out is something that i want to do and that my heart desires right b was not okay with it at first but honestly at the end of the day it's x so, um, and I feel like that is a great ending point because mm-hmm. that is the turning point of me and X mm-hmm. and into this next phase and into these next three episodes. So I feel like I'm going to stop there because I'm already feeling overwhelmed. Yes. And I mean, this is really laying a great foundation for you guys to know kind of like what the dynamics were like at the very beginning of the relationship kind of things that Alexis was Figuring out about herself, what mm-hmm. she was figuring out about the relationships and things that she was feeling in her body. Um, so this kind of <laughs> uh, sets a great foundation for that. Yes. But if you want to hear more mm-hmm. and get into the just the details. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you thought this was juicy. Oh, oh my God. You Oh, you if are. If you think I was making mistakes <laughs> in this episode. Wait. Oh, just wait. <laughs> Something big is coming at the beginning of the mm-hmm. next episode. But I do want to read something. Um, so this was, I have my journal right here of the summer of 2020. Mm. And this was, God gave me this verse. It's crazy. Oh, my God. So this was at the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. And this will make a lot of sense in the next episode. But I want to leave you with this verse that God gave me on the summer of 2020 before everything happened. Okay. <laughs> so... Therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her heart. God said, I will lead her into the desert. Desert. And speak tenderly to her heart. Jose 2.14. And girl, does he. (laughs) For a while. For a while. So, yes, I will leave you all with that. Krista, do you have anything you want to say? 
you better listen to the next three episodes. That's all I've got to say. Yeah, if you want hope and just to feel um, relatable. Yes. Or feel like, oh, wow, I actually feel like I can relate to Alexis now because she doesn't put on this whole perfect Christian act anymore. Yeah. Please listen. Please listen. Because I've grown from that. Yes. I feel more myself even after having mistakes. I feel more myself now. Um, Also, Krista's birthday is this weekend. I don't know when we're going to post this episode. Probably a couple days after her birthday. Mm. But show us some love. Yes. So wish me a belated birthday. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Her Instagram is Krista Nicole F. And I don't post anything, but you can still wish me a birthday. (laughs) You'll see her big, beautiful (laughs) smile and that, you know little photo thing i don't know what the it's little called circle at the top yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay we love y'all if you even listen to this and you're like i can relate you know go to our website oh, right. send us an email we want to talk to you the whole point of this is to create a safe pay a pace <laughs> kill me let me try speaking um a safe space um for you to be real Honestly, for you to be real and not feel like, oh, well, I deem myself as a Christian, so I need to be a perfect person, and that's just not realistic. Yes. And our website is called therealmeaningofhumanitypodcast.com, and then you can go look at our Instagram, therealmeaningofhumanity. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Also, listen, because that's a mouthful, there's also a link that you could just... Right, just click in our bios if you follow us. Anyways. Okay, we love y'all. Have some fun. Go play. Go watch Marvel. Go wish Krista happy birthday. Yes, all of the above. All right. (laughs) Peace out. Bye. Bye.